Welcome to the lead at NBA Pod. It's your Tuesday episode with Dre. This is Shock speaking. Today's episode is going to be a little bit short, but it's still filled with a lot of good information, including the Knicks situation and the preview for the nationally televised games of the week. Enjoy. All right, we're back again. It's a Tuesday Pod. I'm joined by Dre. Sure. Say what's up? For sure. We're going to run through some news and get into our week matchups. Let's go ahead and get started. First up, uh, Chris Middleton is out for three to four weeks with a thigh contusion, according to Shams from The Athletic. It says no serious damage. Um, it happened against the Thunder. I was watching. It was like a, like a pick and roll or something like that, and it was a knee to the thigh. Pretty sure it was like the rookie, Darius Bazin. I don't know. Do you think it's going to impact the, the team a lot, their season standings? Not really, man. I feel like Chris Millis is a great combo for Giannis because he's a low-usage star. He's definitely not a superstar, not even an all-star, honestly. But he is going to be a blow, but I think they'll be able to stay afloat simply because of Giannis' greatness. Um, he'll, he eases the load on Giannis, but I don't think he's a super big game-changer unless his shot is falling, which is kind of a bit streaky as of late. So. No, definitely. I do... I do look forward to Giannis getting those points up, man. I need to finish around 32 in the season. So I'm going to need some 40 balls, more shots. But yeah, I don't think it's going to affect the season too much because they'll just keep moving forward. It'll be another guy sitting out there waiting for kickouts. So. For sure. Uh, so next thing is, this is crazy because Knicks always have a mess <laughs> going on. <laughs> but uh, President Steve Mills and GM Scott Perry of the Knicks called an impromptu press conference after their 21-point loss to the Cavaliers at home. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Man. How is that possible? Man. But, uh, <laughs> they stated that they aren't happy with the results they've been getting on the floor. A major culprit, according to them, is the lack of effort and execution on the court. Woj reports that they've begun to lay internal groundwork to fire coach Dave Fisdale. And he also reports that the front office has sold James Dolan on the competitive roster. And this is despite other GMs around the league seeing the roster as currently configured as unbalanced and slow afoot. Yeah, any any thoughts on this whole situation? Yeah, man. The first thing is just first, the Knicks will be in the Knicks because if your marquee free agents are all power forwards, like literally all of them, like who had any type of names from Marcus Morris to, I mean, Marquis, was it Marcus or Marquis? No, it's Marcus. Okay, Marcus Morris, Julius Randle, and Bobby Porter. What do they all play? The powerful. <laughs> I mean, that was just dumb and idiotic to begin with. But you have lukewarm guards. You can't even develop your younger talent, which is Kevin Knox and Mitch, uh, Mitchell Robinson, because you're bringing in other young guys who want to play, and nobody fits. Like Dennis Smith Jr. shouldn't be there. Frank and I'm going. Nilakina. Hey, you messed up his name on yesterday's spot too, bro. Put some respect on Frank's name, bro. Why? Like, all right. Anyway, he's gonna be out the league in about four years. So, no, he's a defensive ace. I won't stand for that. Everything else you said was good, but nah, you're gonna have to take that back. Whatever, bro. And I was happy. I was watching him uh, during the Olympics. I'm like, okay, he he took the step. He took the leap. Like he's making floaters, threes. He got to rip a Kimba every other play. I'm like, okay. And he's doing the same to Donkey. That's one of the only wins. The two and eight. It was a win against the uh, Mavericks. He got cool, bro. We don't need a whole <laughs> bunch of Chris Dunn, bro. I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god, because the league doesn't need that, bro. Maybe the legacy need. I'm making you a defensive stopper, but I mean, I would buy very low on their stock. So they just had a whole bunch of parts they tried to fit together because they thought it made sense. I don't think they thought thought it made sense. They just threw money at people who knew we were going to be outcasts and try to form a team. 
And it's like, it's not Fisdale's fault or anyone else because he inherited a trash roster. So get people motivated to know that they're going to lose by like 10 to 15, by like even the bottom feeders. It's a tough outing, especially with a bunch of people when you don't have that, you know, centerpiece veteran who can kind of get them, get them on the right track. So but I just see it as the Knicks being the Knicks, bro. Yeah, it's definitely not a good look. Also, considering the fact that Mills and Perry, they're known for never coming out to the media. They kind of just hide behind the scenes. Get rid of all of them. Mills, Perry, and Dolan. Like, that's the only way. I heard they were trying to get uh, Mazari Jiri. Uh, Mazari Jiri from the Raptors? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard. I mean, that would be an excellent move. They're not going to pull him, though. But, like, that's that's the type of you know, thought process they need to have now. It's like they need to like totally reconstruct from the top down now because you can't just keep rotating head coaches and trying to put blame on everyone else. You need to actually get some people in who want to play for the franchise. I was watching this uh, podcast called All the Smoke. Are you familiar with uh, Matt Barnes and uh, Stack? Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Is it good? It, it's not bad, bro. It's pretty decent, honestly. I like it. Um, so talk about like real stuff. But they were talking like he was just like, yeah, from a player's perspective, no one wants to play there because of James O. Like, that's the only reason. Like, you're not going to get any marquee free agent. And honestly, they probably would have had a better chance of KD and Kyrie had James Dolan not been there. So, like, you really have to revamp the whole structure. If that starts with getting, like, some bigger names that players actually like, that could be a great competitive edge. And they already have Fisdale, who's a player's coach. So, they need to keep him in place and just do better management, you know, technique. But, like I said, the Knicks are being the Knicks, and it's just a downward spiral for everything they do. Oh, definitely, definitely. James Dolan is the problem. It's top of the organization. If it's messed up, the rest of it is going to crumble, pretty much. Uh, I want to get into more about the Knicks tomorrow in our Under the Radar pod. So, okay. I guess be on the lookout for that if you care about the Knicks. Uh, uh, next up, a final thing is the Spurs retired Tony Parker's number nine jersey last night. I mean, Hall of Fame. Um, because Hall of Fame is so loose now, yeah, Tony makes it, because, like, literally anyone makes it now. Like, the Hall of Fame in the NBA is pretty trash, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it, <laughs> it, it's tougher to get your name hung up in Staples Center than it is to get into the Hall of Fame. Not no, for sure. So, it's just like, he's going to get in simply because, like, his reputation and some of his accolades, but I don't think it really means much because the NBA Hall of Fame is just like, hey, oh, you had five great years, yeah, you're a Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. And the whole international thing, because it's the basketball Hall of Fame. I don't know why they don't have just the NBA Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, yeah, that's so stupid, bro. Like, everything is just so stupid. Like, Yeah, it's pretty yeah. trash. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and get into our week matchups. Uh, not a lot this week. It's not the greatest national TV week. Man, uh, looking at I'm like, this is cheeks, bro. Like, no Lakers? Like, what's the point of watching TV, man? Okay, there was a Lakers game, but I tried to just pick like the best ones. Look, the Lakers play the Warriors on Wednesday. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy that. I, I am going to thoroughly enjoy it. Well, I mean, hey, I was trying to keep it competitive here. Uh, so, Wednesday, we have Clippers Rockets. It's probably the game of the week, especially after the Rockets are trying to get things back together. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, but I still think like Clippers win quite handily. Although it would be an exciting game. Well, the Rockets are a regular season uh, team. I think it'll be exciting. I think it won't make much bearing. Like, you won't get anything out of this matchup, regardless of who wins. Because we know the Clippers are a far better team. And the Rockets just get hot at the right time. Like, James Harden's going to have, like, 49, 6-6. Six six, go off. Mm-hmm. 
and then disappear in the playoffs per usual. So I wouldn't get your hopes up about this game one way or another. We know who's the better team, but I think it'll be a fun matchup to kind of look at. Yeah, I think one thing to look at with the Rockets is they've kind of boosted their or padded their regular season record on these terrible teams. Like the last three wins are the Bulls, Warriors, and Grizzlies. Whereas when they play anybody that's somewhat competitive, the Suns, Nets, Bucks, it's all losses. They did beat the Thunder. That's their best one of the season. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh so be no but they might win, bro. But who cares? You know, like because it's the rock. <laughs> so. Yeah. Next matchup is on Thursday. We have the Nets versus the Nuggets on Team T. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nets coming to this game after a loss to the Suns, which I definitely need to go back and watch more of that. I saw some of the highlights, but it's not a good look. And then yeah, Nuggets. Hold on, they had buzzer beater win over. The Sixers, and then somebody else, too. They've been winning a lot of clutch games. But, yeah, any thoughts on them? Man, it's going to be the battle of the benches, man. I really like the depth of both teams. Like, they have a lot of guys who can interrupt at any night. Yeah, man, I was, like I said, I was high on the Nets to begin with this season, even without, you know, KD, simply because I like their role players. Um, I like the depth. I like the versatility of their lineups that they can like, kind of deploy. And the Nuggets, man, they have what no one talks about is that chemistry, man. They've been together for a number of years. They play well together. Everything is a free flow of like exchange in the offense. Probably the closest thing to the Warriors as far as like you know the free flow of, of their offensive pace and things of like that. So yeah, man, I'm 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 excited to see. It's gonna be the battle of the benches. I got the Nuggets though with a slight edge, but yeah, I think it'll be a good one. I think Kyrie drops at least about thirty five though. Yeah, I mean Kyrie can go crazy because I don't see much resistance on yeah. the other team. I mean, because also because Gary Harris is gonna have to guard Kyrie Irving. He can't play Jamal Murray. Okay, so right. <laughs> he's way too little. So I think yeah, Kyrie could go crazy. And also, I think that uh, the Nuggets. It'd be interesting to see the Nuggets kind of like get their offense back to where it was last year. I know I saw something where they're around like twentieth in uh, offensive rating. I think it's a lot due to Jokic not looking That's, at the MVP. Bro, I was just about to say that Jokic is like such a like a, a YMCA hooper, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? It's just like he has no lift. Don't real like internal motor, you know, he's just very, very skilled, like extremely skilled, but like that motor is just not there to where like you can just turn it on, you know what I'm saying? I feel like he has a tenaciousness, but he doesn't have a motor, if that makes sense, you know? So it's just like, it's a, it's a lot of plays when I'm watching him, it's like he, take, he takes them off or the defense is lazy, he just swipes at it, you know, or he's making bad passes to bad turnovers. I'm like, man, it's just like, I don't think he has that dog in him, man. That's the only thing that throws me off about Jokic because he's so skilled. But that motor is in question. I don't even know if it's the motor. I think he's just out of shape, bro. I think mean, he's like really out of bro, shape. Bro, he's been he, out of shape though. Like he's no, but he's always been out of shape. At least his body type. So like at the end of last season, he was in pretty good shape. He just goes and look like doughy and stuff. But if you look at like the fouls, like you're talking about, like those terrible just reach ins when like the guys already passed him. Yeah. Like the year old fouls on the fast break, it's because he's tired, bro. Like his yeah. mind shuts it down. He just wants to like get a breather. Yeah, that's why he's doing that. Yeah, but he like he's never had like a, an extensive motor. Though. That's what I'm talking about, like that dog. And, like they don't have a motor, but he's definitely like the guy at the end of the games who has taken all their clutch shots and made a lot of them. Bro, like he takes over at the right moment. It's just that like in between time, I feel like he just kind of shuts off for a little bit randomly throughout motor, the game. Motor, bro. What are you talking about? Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it's motor. I'm just saying he doesn't have a motor. That's what, that's what I'm saying. All right, but he has a do- he's definitely a dog. Like he definitely. All right. Yeah, well, motor also has to do with you know yeah. being in shape. Yeah, yeah. I agree. 
So we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Essentially. So yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Next one on Friday. Actually, yeah, I wrote down Friday because Friday's pretty trash, but it had the potential to be decent. We had the Jazz Grizzlies on ESPN and then Celtics Warriors after that. I mean, with the Grizzlies, I was just, you know, you to see John Morant, but they've been pretty bad. So it's kind of hard to watch them down. And then with the Warriors being as injured as they are, that matchup is kind of ruined as well. I know you gonna look. <laughs> you look forward to any of these games? No, no, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I probably won't watch any of them because it just doesn't sound. I mean, the NBA sales off stars, bro. Like, and I feel like another topic we need to talk about real soon is this load management stuff, bro. Because it's like mm-hmm. it's a star driven league. You want to see marquee matchups. Want to see old rivalry spark. And where you don't have the star power, when you're talking about these up and coming teams who are, um, you know, have this elite talent as far as the young talent. Like, we're not going to watch them, like, have these sloppy turnovers, you know, maybe have, like, 17 points a game erupt. Like, the average consumer is just going to look at the highlights and be like, oh, yeah, he played well. But, like, it's a star-driven league. We want to know the powerhouses who are the best teams. We really don't want to watch the bottom feeders or injury-riddled teams. So, unless you're a real, like, just hoop fan, you just kind of want to check some stuff out. But the average consumer is probably going to yawn and kind of skip to the next game. No, definitely. Maybe on the Sunday call, we can go in depth on that. Because I know a lot of people also are, like, really pushing to the short in the season. Yes. So that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's a topic we definitely need to go in depth on. For but, sure. uh, let's see. The last games I have are Monday, just because we won't probably get on this show until Monday. So that is Blazers Rockets on NBA TV. I don't know why. I mean, it sucks that NBA TV has arguably what the second best game in the league because NBA TV is so awful. But anyways, uh, <laughs> man, have you ever watched the hot halftime shows? They in between. It's just like it's, it's tough. To watch. It's tough to watch. I'm like, man, are they paying these dudes? Like, like I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's trash. Also, also too, real quick, why do they not have like the best NBA content throughout the league? I was like, this is the NBA's channel, right? They should yeah. have all the in depth like. You know, shows, they charge the arm and leg for it, bro. They know nobody's watching it. Like the only the only time people are watching this is for like the marquee games, and even then, they're yeah. probably only watching their team. Like they only get the subscription for their team. Like very few people have league pass in its entirety because it's way too expensive. Like the NBA is talking about lessening, like or creating their own streaming service to make it less expensive. But like subscriptions for a year are stupid. Like, bro, I have one. You don't have to tell me, bro. It's no, I'm, awful. I'm aware. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like, it just doesn't make sense. So like, they know people aren't watching it really. And the demand is a high for like viewership. So they're not going to put much effort into like creating a great product. And they're just going to rerun games, have like some awful commentators, get some watch players talking about other players in the league and just kind of go with the flow with this. Yeah, it's trash. But yeah, Blazers, Rockets, Rockets again. We already kind of talked about that. But with the Blazers, they've been kind of like struggling to put together a full game. Every game I watch, they've like been up at points. They look like really good. And then they just lose it at the end. Like you know Timberwolves, Nets. What do you think? I, I, I can tell you exactly who it is. Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside <laughs> and Hassan Whiteside. When Nur- Nurkic, yeah. When Nurkic comes back, they'll be a much better team. Much better thing because he could do way more from that center position than Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside has gotten exposed since he's got out of Miami system, and it's pretty bad. Like we thought he was an elite defender, actually he wasn't. You know, he's just a, <laughs> he's a shot blocker who takes a lot of chance. He has bad posture. Zubac went off on him. Like I've seen like so many people just go around him. He doesn't have that same. T- his motor, his motor is bad too. And I'm not talking about him being in shape because he's in shape. 
But like he's just like if he's not getting the ball or he's not like dunking or anything like that, like he throws temper tantrums. Like he's pretty bad to watch. So <laughs> I could see why the Miami Heat were so willing to give him up. I mean, give him up and even had him coming off the bench at sometimes because he's a moper and he's a powder. So like they don't have super immature. <laughs> they don't have the legitimate third guy or uh, a presence in the post. So they're just like they're asleep essentially on defense because Dame can't go anybody. CJ can't guard anybody. Ronnie Hood can't guard anybody. And they let go of, uh, what's that guy's name who was with the uh, Clippers? Harkless? Oh, Mo Harkless, yeah, for yeah. nothing. Yeah, for nothing. So it's just like, you, you got worse, essentially. Um, so, yeah, that's what's happening with the Blazers. They they got worse. They definitely got worse. And just go back on Hassan Whiteside. Greatest moment of all time was when they asked him about his triple-double with blocks. <laughs> definitely look that up. Also, too, this dude, he used to always brag about his 2K ratings, like trying to get that up. Bro. Just show like how immature he is. He's yeah. like 30 years old. You know what I'm he, he, bro, he got pulled off what? YMCA's like uh, lower. <laughs> and, like now he's made his dream. Like he's got his money. Like he really doesn't have a motor. He, he knows it's not going to be the conversation for best big men because it's a big man driven league now besides point guards. And like he's just kind of floating. Like trying he's trying to, to get a couple of blocks, a couple points, and just, you know, put some stats and go bro. home. All he wants is a double double. Like, you know what I'm saying? Give him 10 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks. And like he that's he he's like, okay, cool. You know, my you know, my averages are staying cool. He's one of the people who care <laughs> care about the averages. Like DeAndre Jordan, you know. Except DeAndre Jordan was good at one point in time. I'm saying White Side was just kind of getting inflated yeah. on the, in the system. Hassan, he's a good way to sum up the whole Blazers team. A lot of, you know, misplaced potential. But yeah, uh that's gonna wrap it up for today. We'll be back tomorrow with another podcast. Um, anything else you want to say? Not at all, man. Legacy and five. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, we out. Once again, this has been The Lead at NBA Pod. If you like what you heard, please hit that follow or subscribe button. Because we are a new podcast, we'd appreciate it if you help us get the word out. We want to offer all fans a different flair and perspective as they follow this year's NBA season. As always, follow us at the League NBA Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes and to engage in the conversation and debates going around the internet. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow with more coverage of the NBA.